Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It is great to have you here. We're going to have a really interesting show today. This week, I'm talking about the analytics and statistics that you really need to pay attention to. It's been interesting over the last few weeks. Daryl Eves shared some information. Basically, a lot of what he shared on his hour webinar was some of the stuff he shared at Vid Summit. And then he offered the opportunity to meet up with him and actually become part of his group, which was you know, honestly a few thousand dollars, which very well may be worth it to you. But there's something else that happened. Out of that came some conversations and a lot of it over at the Morning Fame group and an early access to the Morning Fame tool. And Nico Kaminsky is the programmer and the founder and creator of Morning Fame. And he has been trying to help us with some of the ideas. He was really excited about Daryl's uh, presentation. We thought we might learn a few new things in there related, especially to suggested videos. And I don't think it turned out the way we had hoped, but it did get conversations going, like I said, and, and a conversation developed and Nico thought, hey, what if I try this? And he put together some statistics and reports that really laid out the information I think a lot of us have been looking for as it relates to suggested videos. And I'm going to get into search in a few moments, and then I'm going to get into suggested. Both are very important in different ways, but suggested is often a big mystery to us because we can see in YouTube analytics that you can find in YouTube Studio. You can see where you're getting some suggested traffic from and the videos. But what you really don't see is what videos from your channel as well as other channels, what, what's happening? How, and, and when people are suggested your video, do they, did they appreciate it? In other words, it's giving you some information that can really be beneficial to make your next video. Now, there's a lot more information to share as it relates to that. And the better source of this conversation, of course, is Nico Kaminsky. So we're going to have him on the show again. As many of you know, he was our very first guest. So he is a friend of ours, and we appreciate his hard work all the time. And what one thing I did was I actually set up another account for another one of my channels. It's not that expensive. Morning Fame is about 12 bucks a month. And I know he's still developing. So I'm excited to have this conversation with Nico. But let's get into the core of our topic today and start looking at some of the information we have right now available in YouTube Studio. As you very well may know that we often talk about three of the most important things when developing a new YouTube video. And that is title, topic, in thumbnail. And topics are going to be a very important part of the conversation with Nico. So I'm not going to get into that very much. And this, this show will probably be a couple of weeks from now. But all three of these things certainly support one of the most important metrics. There are two. The most important metric, of course, is click-through rate. In other words, 
how many people out of 100 click on your thumbnail? A lot of people ask, what is a good click-through rate? Well, YouTube says over 50% of the videos have a over 2% click-through rate. And I have a feeling that may be adjusting a little bit. I don't know for sure. But as people have gotten wise and now have that information, I think they're paying more attention to click-through rate and making adjustments. But still, what, what is good? Well, I think for the most part, over 10 is really good, 10% click-through rate. Now, you may be saying, wait a minute, all my videos are getting 3% click-through rate. And maybe some of you are saying, wow, I always get 20. Well, look, it depends on your niche. It depends on the percentage of people that are watching your videos and really into your videos. Sometimes if you're a newer channel and getting some momentum, you're getting high click-through rates because a good portion of the people have recently discovered you and are really enthused versus a older channel in which more people are kind of legacy folk and, and those people don't click quite as much. Now that sort of, it, it remedies itself over time the way the algorithms work because really YouTube focuses on the viewer and the people who watched your videos most recently to show your videos, especially in the homepage. No matter where you are, your goal is to increase your click-through rate. If your click-through rate was two, then try for three next time. And what you can do is improve your titles, you can improve your topics, and you can improve those thumbnails and make them better, more clickable. That's what we have to do. And look, when you start first release your video, you're going to get a higher click-through rate traditionally, and it's gonna slowly level off. And that may very well be an average for you, but the thing is, a click-through rate really only counts compared to your competition. If your video is clicked over your competition, you win. And that doesn't matter if it's a 3% click-through rate or a 20% click-through rate. If more people are clicking than your competition, you win. And the second part, of course, is if more people watch more of your video and stay on YouTube, well, again, you win. I have a podcast on the 70-50 rule, and you might want to check that one out. The 70-50 rule basically means that you want to try and keep 70% of the people who click on your video all the way through to the first minute. And the other goal is to keep 50% of the people who are watching your video all the way through to the end. And there's some important reasons behind that, and that's what I get into in the podcast as well as a video. Check that one out. Now, the other measure that we always have a debate about are subscribers. How important are subscribers? And the fact for the most part is it's a vanity metric other than the fact is that as you add subscribers, YouTube also gives you more tools and more rewards. So once you hit a thousand subscribers, 10,000 subscribers, a hundred, you have new tools and opportunities available to you. So that's important. And also it's a sign that people trust you, that they like what you're doing. Sometimes the subscribe button is like the like button. Hey, I like what you're doing here, subscribe. Now, whether they come back or not is a different animal. And just because people subscribe does not mean that they will get notification every time that 
you upload a new video. They're more likely to be notified if they hit the bell icon, which is very helpful, or if they've recently watched some of your videos. Another very important metric, and I mentioned this in the secrets that I learned at VidSummit podcast in the fall, and it's definitely worth mentioning again. If you want to understand how well you are doing in getting people to really enjoy your work, take a look under analytics and it's under audience. You have overview, reach, engagement, and audience. And under audience, you'll see unique viewers and average views per viewer. And what that means is how many times over the time in which you've selected, and it's, if it's the default of 28 days, it'll tell you on average how many videos did viewers actually watch on average. So if it's a one, then the average number of videos that a person watched on your channel over the last 30 days would be one. If that number is two, then the average number of videos that people watch during that 28 days, or if you select 90 days or the full year, it'll tell you on average how many videos people watched during that time. That's an important number because we need to develop a strategy around getting people to watch more and more of our videos. And when you keep note of that number of where it is, and let's say I have a channel that I'm looking at right now, it's 1.2. That's not great. I would hope you would have at least 1.5. Two or three is really good. Now, some of the top YouTubers, we're talking four, five, six, and seven because people absolutely binge watch their work, their videos. And that's what you want too. Now, it can be a lot harder if you are more of a search channel, meaning you are offering answers that people would find in search. However, if you have a suggested video channel, in other words, one video leads to another, then, well, you have the opportunity to really get people to binge through your work. Now, maybe you do have an answer to a question, but what's the next question somebody might have after that question is answered? Now, there is something you can do to keep extending the watch time on your channel. Take the opportunity to get people to go from one video to another. And that's why using end cards and recommending other videos that people watch on your channel can be really helpful. For example, if you have a channel in which maybe you're showing people how to fix something and there is a part that maybe needs to be purchased or cleaned or who knows, maybe it's just something that's not the core of that item that needs to be fixed, but it's something that people may have an issue with. You can create another video totally around that and let people know if they're having trouble with this section of something or this part or this answer, well then, well then they can go look at that other video. Another statistic that I find helpful is also under the audience, but there's also a new statistic that I'm going to share with you in a moment that I think is really cool too, and it's related. So subscriber bell notifications. 
how many and what percentage of the people who are subscribed to their channel actually click on the bell. And you can find out under the audience tab and it'll tell you and it'll give you a range of what the average is. And it'll also tell you how many people have actually clicked on all notifications. And that's really helpful too. So you can start working on getting more and more people through the work on your content to click that bell icon. Now you're gonna to have to test that out. Some people are very receptive to that at different points in the video. Some people do a great job in the first minute letting people know that they should subscribe and hit that bell icon. Some people wait to the end. Some people don't even mention it at all because people just subscribe. You're going to have to test what works best for you. There is a newer bell notification option, which you can find for individual videos. So you need to click on your video. Now, it needs to have been out for a few days. Uh, YouTube is gathering data, will not show you the information immediately, but you can come back two or three days later and get this information, which you'll find, you click on your video and then go to the analytics of that video and click on reach. And from there, you'll go down, you'll see the impressions led to watch time, which is important information. But below that, at least on my desktop and cards, I see bell notifications sent. And what you'll see there is they'll tell you how many subscribers got notifications. Now that number will creep up over time if you're doing a good job to get people to click on that bell notification and then It'll tell you the percentage of people who will actually click on the notification sent because of the bell. Now that number tends to range from 0.5 to 2.5%. So if 100 people get a notification, only maybe one or two will actually come to your video, which you probably didn't realize is such a low number. And that is the case. And it seems to be matching it up with my videos, I usually get about, oh, say two to 3% of the people clicking on the notification that was sent to them. Now, the thing is, if people have notifications turned off or something like that, they're not going to get that notification. So you'll notice that the bell notification sent, and it'll tell you the 100% or not, or whatever the percentage is, you'll notice that number is less than the number of people who've actually clicked the bell. Again, that's the information we just looked at under the overall channel analytics and under audience. Now that we are looking at the video analytics independently versus the overall channel analytics, it's very helpful to kind of go through your video analytics a few days after you launched it. Now, if you're one of those hardcore folks and you're wanting to really improve your click-through rate, some people wait for those first three hours and see how well their, their thumbnail is doing, their headline is doing, and if they feel that it's not, say, above average, they may make changes at that point. I wouldn't go crazy on that, but it's something to consider because if your average click-through rate at the very beginning is 9% and you're at a three, well, something is probably wrong. So maybe you, want, you might wanna try and figure that out. Really, when looking at these analytics, we just wanna keep looking at the information that's telling us we're doing a better job or not. Click-through rate most certainly is one of those tells. Impressions. If you're getting more impressions than usual, 
that's really good. And also looking at traffic sources. That's very helpful. I like to see if I'm getting any suggested videos because I think for the most part, if you're going to have a winning video, suggested videos is where it's at. And then taking a look and diving a little deeper by clicking on the see more button from the traffic sources area and go down and take a look at the suggested videos. Click on that and take a look and see are your videos being recommended with some of your related current videos or quite possibly other videos from other creators and see what they are. It's quite possible you might discover a channel that has similar types of videos that maybe you can look into, do a little deep dive into and possibly create some support videos related to that channel, especially if it's driving some good views. Another thing worth mentioning is impressions and how they led to watch time. It's that funnel that we have under reach for our videos. And we see the impressions and we see the click-through rate and views from impressions and the average view duration, which led to the watch time. And this is really a core of what YouTube wants to see. Now, how do you know if YouTube, even better, the audience really likes your video based on YouTube's metrics. Well, you'll see a percentage. And if that percentage is five, well, then your video isn't doing so well in the eyes of YouTube, especially in terms of suggesting it and pushing it out there. If it's at 20, 25, eh, it's okay. You know, maybe 50 is good, but anything above 50 is awesome, is great. If you can get to 80 or 90% of your views based on that, that means people are really liking your videos. And YouTube recognizes that and is distributing your work to more people. There's also some good information under engagement. And when you click the analytics for your overall channel, you have again, overview, reach, engagement, and click on that. And you will see top videos by end screen. That's good information to have to see what types of videos people are clicking on. Maybe there is a theme. Maybe there is a thumbnail de design style. And I like to look at the top in element types. I like to look at top playlists and top cards. All this information is very helpful when making decisions on how we're going to create and how we're going to hand off to the next video in our list. You have to remember, it's becoming more and more important because more and more people are understanding, creators are understanding that you do need to get people to more of your videos and they're taking action to do that. So I think you need to have a plan around how you're going to get more people to watch more of your videos because that is the winning combination when it comes to YouTube. Many of the earlier stats that I shared with you are very helpful in terms of focusing on how you can improve what you're doing, not worrying about the types of videos that other people are creating as much as trying to improve what you are doing in the way you're doing it. And that may involve some research and understanding what other people are doing, but you also need to understand 
how you can improve your click-through rate and come up with better ways to keep people watching your videos, either the current video and going beyond that video within your grouping of videos or playlists. You need to keep challenging yourself. Honestly, it's no secret YouTube is hard and we always key on those people who seem to make it look really easy. And again, they may have something that you don't and that I don't. Maybe they just got lucky with the right concept at the right time. But a lot of times, more often than not, despite those one, two, three people that we see that shoot up to the stratosphere and we wonder how they did it, most everyone else worked hard at it. They kept going, they kept trying, and they eventually found the combination that worked for them. And believe me, it's not one of those things that you're going to try for a few weeks and see if it's going to work. One out of a thousand, maybe it really starts to work after a few weeks. But again, for most of us, it's months. No, no, it's years to really get it right. It's years to make YouTube work for you, to build the base of people and to really find your footing. Different people have different challenges and all of these statistics can help us understand where our challenges are. And for me, it's always been, of course, too many different topics, not having enough related videos or relatable videos, meaning one video leading to another. And I've been working on that and I've been fixing that with my entrepreneur focus. And I do see some success. I, in the last number of weeks, I am getting double the number of views that I normally would. And that is great. And now I have to double that again. So I have to look into those analytics and see what I can do to keep improving the experience of the viewer, improve the topics, and maybe test some more thumbnails. I did some tests with TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy has an A-B thumbnail tester. Did you know that? And if you have the, the level, there, there are different levels of TubeBuddy, but it's a paid version. And if you have that, you can A-B test your thumbnails and see which type of thumbnail works better. And that will help give you clues to continuously improve what you're doing. Hey, I have some more videos coming up with other YouTubers, some that have small channels and others that have big channels. A friend of mine who is not a YouTube educator, but actually has a straight up themed channel. Uh, I won't give it away, but he and his wife just crossed 100,000 subscribers and they're an older couple. So for those of you who listen and think, man, this social media, this YouTube thing, it's for younger people. Not true. Not true. If you have something of value to offer people, there will be an audience for you. We'll talk to you in the next show. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubelog.com. If you find the Tube Labs podcast valuable, don't forget to rate and review it. You may connect with Rosh on Twitter at Rosh Sillers. 